Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What's up, my friend? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. So good to have you here with us today. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, we're excited to bring you this bonus episode. So just recently, our director of education, Eric Ream, and myself, we put together, put together this training on how to build a speaking business while working full-time without losing your mind or your job. And so we know for a lot of people that may be listening, people that follow the Speaker Lab, you're, you're building your speaking business. You're working on becoming that successful speaker that you desire and dream to be but you're also balancing the reality of you, you have to work, you have to eat and live indoors. Uh, and so therefore you've got that full-time job you're trying to balance it with. And so because of that, Eric and I put together this training where we talk through how, how do you build your, your speaking business, regardless of your phase of life or career that you're in. We talk about how do you clarify your realities set proper speaking goals. We also dig into the, the seven keys to building your speaking business while working a full-time job, where to focus your time and energy and when you can actually quit your job and be a full-time speaker. Now, uh, for context sake, Eric and I actually did this in an online training uh, with slides. So obviously, you know, via audio, you can't see the slides, but we thought, man, this is really, really good content. We want to make sure that we share this with everyone. And so we want to include it here on the podcast. And just so you kind of know the flow, I, for a couple of minutes, I, I dig into you know, some introduction on stuff. And then uh, Eric and I do some training for quite a while. Uh, we tell a little bit about our elite program. We know a lot of people are interested in that. And so talk a little bit about that. In fact, if you're interested in learning more about the elite program and how we can help you build and grow your business, then just go to the speakerlab.com slash call. Again, that is the speakerlab.com slash call. Uh, and then at the end, we spend about a half hour just doing Q&A on all types of different topics related to uh, virtual speaking and uh, finding and booking gigs on figuring out who you speak to, what you speak about, how COVID and the coronavirus has affected the speaking industry, what the long-term implications of that. So again, a lot of Q&A at the end as well. This That's really, really helpful and valuable. So a lot of stuff to get into. I think you're really going to enjoy this. So uh, sit back and enjoy this bonus episode with myself and Eric Green. All right. Once again, if you would let us know if you can hear and see everything. Okay. I want to make sure everything is coming through loud and clear for you. Uh, also drop in the chat. Let us know how you're doing. Are you having a great day? Uh, let us know how you've been. So today we're going to be talking all about how to build a speaking business while working full time without losing your mind or your job. Now, who is this for? This is for anyone who desires to speak and share a message, but is struggling with the tension of how to do that while working full time. And so Eric and I have dealt with that. That's what we're going to be talking about uh, in today's training. And the good news is, is we can help you navigate this. Now, on this training, we're going to be covering a lot of different stuff. And I'm going to tell you now, we're going to talk fast. We're going to go through slides fast. It's going to feel like drinking from a fire hose. So I want you to buckle up, lock in, focus. In fact, let's try this real quick. Drop in the chat. And uh, I want you to type in the chat, fully present. If you're fully present, you're locked in, you're dialed in, you're ready to roll, type in fully present. All right. Just a little test. Make sure make sure that uh, we can, we can uh, make sure all is well. 
So again, on this training, we're going to be talking about uh, how to build your speaking business, regardless of what phase of life or your career you're in, how to clarify your reality, set proper speaking goals, uh, the seven keys to building your speaking business while working a full-time job, where to focus your time and energy, uh, and when you can quit your job and be a full-time speaker. So we have a lot to get to in a short amount of time to do it. And also stick around to the end to get the cash flow calculator and training. So this is something we put together uh, that really helps you kind of think through long-term, make sure that you're on the right track whenever it comes to your cash flow, because speaking is very much a cash flow business. And so we want to make sure that you are set up for success. So again, all you got to do is stick around to the end, uh, and that will be emailed to you within the next 24 hours or so. Now, since we're going to be spending a few minutes together, let me give you a quick nutshell on who uh, who I am. So a couple of fun facts. Uh, I've earned multiple seven figures from speaking, uh, over 750 paid uh, live speaking engagements, over a thousand live presentations that I've given, 46 US states that I've spoken in, just missing a couple there. Uh, founder of The Speaker Lab, which many of you may be familiar with, author of the best-selling book, The Successful Speaker. How many of you have your copy of The Successful Speaker? In fact, if you, if you do, just drop in the chat, yes, if you have your copy of the successful speaker. If not, you got to go pick it up. Host of the Speaker Lab podcast, well over a million downloads. If you listen to the Speaker Lab podcast, in fact, type in the chat podcast. I want to make sure uh, who listens to the podcast, go check it out. If you don't already, make sure you subscribe to that. Uh, and then we've worked with, coached and trained thousands of speakers in 37 countries in every industry on every variety of topics. So we worked with a lot of different speakers, but let me be clear here. I did not start out that way. So let's go back in time for a second on where I was. And so I'm actually, uh, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. Oh, isn't that precious? Drop an aw in the chat there if you would. So this is fun. Uh, some of you may have heard this before, but when my wife and I started dating in high school, I was a freshman. She was a junior. Oh, oh, what's up now? Huh? Not too shabby. So uh, we dated for a while, got married, and now we have three beautiful girls. So it's me and a house full of women. It is awesome. Absolutely love it. And uh, so when we got married, in fact, that picture in the middle there uh, is our first apartment where we lived. And we're just kind of living on love. In fact, we were talking about it earlier, kind of just reflecting back and literally just living on love, rice and beans, and, and just getting along. And so uh, I attended Bible college and began working as a youth pastor. It gave me a lot of opportunities to speak, really enjoyed speaking. And so in 2006, I decided uh, I wanted to pursue a career as a full-time speaker, wanted to get after that, but it's not the type of thing where you just, as you guys well realize, it's not the type of thing where you just say on, on Friday, like, okay, I want to be a full-time speaker. And on Monday, it just magically happens. Like you, you get that it just doesn't work like that. Uh, so I wanted to become a full-time speaker, but I had a full-time job and a wife and a new baby, you can see there in the picture, uh, who all like to eat and live indoors. And so I, I couldn't just make that switch overnight. But here's the key, here's the thing I want you to see is I stuck with it and ultimately built a business as a successful speaker. And I would say even more importantly than that, beyond the business stuff, beyond the speaker lab, beyond any stages I've been on, more importantly, I built a great life for my family. And so if you know anything about me, you know that I, I love speaking, I love entrepreneurship, I love the, love the speakers we work with, but man, I love our my family, love my wife, love my daughters. I'm very, very, very blessed in that way. Uh, so the, that's something that is deeply, deeply important to me. And so I want to share this with you that I, I built a successful speaking career while working a full-time job. And so today we want to show you how to do the same thing. And so I want you to also realize that these results are not exclusive to just me. So during our time together, I want to introduce you to a few different speakers who are making or have made the pivot from having a full-time job to being a full-time speaker to show you what is possible. So let me start by introducing you to Dr. Sue. 
Dr. Sue is a, a veterinary cancer specialist who provides practical cancer information and inspiring approach to treat and diagnose cancer. She works with like cancer in pets. Uh, she's also a practicing veterinarian in addition to being a wife and mom to two boys. And so she uh, wears both hats. Uh, she wears the hat of a veterinarian and the hat of being a speaker. And she shared this recently. She said, uh, last week I was invited to a vet conference in Ontario next January. Uh, they offered her $1,500, uh, which is a good amount. I scheduled a call, listened to her, learned about the meeting, then told her my fee was higher. The committee today approved $3,500. Full day of speaking, but I'm so excited. First time I've negotiated one of the vet conferences. Thank you. I'm learning so much. And so she earned over $2,000 more than what she had anticipated. And again, she's wearing, she's, she's doing both uh, being a speaker and being a veterinarian. And then this is one of my, my favorite things she got to experience. She said, I just wrapped up four lectures for a veterinary conference in Maui. And so I remember whenever she sent me this picture and she was able to take her husband and her two boys on this trip as well. Uh, and so she was able to, uh, again, not only be a successful speaker uh, while having a job, but at the same time, like have this amazing experience with her, uh, with her husband and with her boys. How many of you out of curiosity would like to go uh, speaking in Hawaii or in Maui sometime? Give me a, a yes in the chat if that would, if that would be you. Uh, let me also introduce you to Ryan. Ryan is a mental success coach and leadership consultant. He speaks to organizations on improving their mindsets. And so he uh, has worked a full-time career. And then he also shared this. He said, uh, shout out to Grant Baldwin and the Speaker Lab team. I started the, the Speaker Lab course at the beginning of 2018, never having booked my own speaking engagement. Through what I learned in the course, I was able to book over 30 speaking engagements during the year, about half paid. And during the last quarter, I averaged more than one a week, which is the max as I speak on the side. So he's speaking on the side in addition to the work that he is, is already doing and still able to do uh, one gig per week. And then finally, let me introduce you to this pretty guy. Uh, I want to introduce you to Eric Ream, who uh, was started as one of our students and now is a, a coach and our director of education here at the Speaker Lab. And so, in fact, what I want to do is I'm going to not only have Eric share his journey, but I'm also going to let him do uh, a lot of the teaching in our time today uh, of how he has made this transition. He's actually made this transition uh, fairly recently, within that last year or so. And so I want to let him kind of walk through what that transition uh, looked like for him. So, uh, Eric, welcome. I'm going to turn it over to you. Awesome. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate it. By the way, how good is that picture? Hashtag Coles. That's a little inside <laughs> joke for me and Grant. So Grant, I'm so excited to be here. But what's exciting is, uh, yeah, I did uh, leave my full-time job last year. I'm also working with the Speaker Lab, but I'm also still a full-time speaker. The majority of my income comes from speaking. So I literally booked a gig today, Grant. So I literally landed it today. So I'm, awesome. I just came out of the trenches to hang out with the peeps talk about a little bit of my, my story. So I was in full-time sales grant when I um, was trying to start, starting to think about what I want to do when I grow up. And around 2014, I made a decision. I really wanted to really get interested and start thinking about what would it take to be a speaker. So I went to a program, it was called the Launch Conference down in Florida in 2014. I spent, I, I invested some money in it. I really didn't have. I talked to my wife and said, man, you know, if I'm going to be serious about speaking, I need some coaching. I really need to look into this. Are you okay if I invest some money and go down to Florida, check this out? She said, sure, go ahead. God bless her. I went down there, started the process, got things going just a little bit, was making about nine grand in 2015. And then 2000. 
2015, I met my buddy Grant. It was December Grant in 2015. I was on a joint webinar with you and somebody you knew in your network. And I, that's the first time I'd heard of you, never heard you before, never heard your podcast, was intrigued. It hit me at the right time. I knew I needed to take it to the next level. So I joined Booked and Paid to Speak, the Speaker Lab in December 2015. And in January 2016, Grant, I started off on the journey. I earned $30,000 that first year from speaking. Okay. This is also while I was in my full-time job in sales. So this was 2016, I earned $30,000. In 2017, my goal grant was I wanted to make about 35, maybe $40,000. I hit the goal in 2017, actually earned over $70,000 speaking while working a full-time business. The cool thing was I kept doing it through 2018. and 2019, I remember having a text with you. We just kind of texted back and forth. And I said, I'm thinking about leaving my full-time job. And you're like, dude, you should have left your full-time job a year ago. What are you waiting for? Just jump off the cliff. Let's do it. You can do it. And so you gave me the confidence in March of last year, I quit my full-time job. And today I'm speaking to associations and corporations. I talk a lot about human dynamics, uh, communication, and body language. It's fantastic. But what I want to kind of do is do a quick hit, Grant. A couple, as I started the journey in 2014, there were key things I learned along the way. Um, I want people to remember kind of a shortcut, if you will, some things to think about. I remember the number one thing I learned, Grant, when I went to Florida and I went to that conference, I spent two full days there. The main thing I learned was that your market, in 2014, I learned that your market is your market, right? Your market is your market. What they meant by that is don't run away from your market. And at the time I was in the utility business, Grant, and I was thinking, man, I just, I, I'm going to be a speaker and I want to move out of the utility business. But once I heard that, I realized, why would I do that? I have credibility. I've been working in the utility business for 15 years. I've got street cred. I can speak the lingo. They gave me this idea. I could actually speak in the utility market. And so that was a big game changer for me. So I want everybody on the call that have a full, you all have full-time jobs. You have credibility, whether you're in the medical industry, the entertainment industry, what industry you're in, that's credibility you can bring into the, into the marketplace with your speaking. Going into 2015, the number one thing I learned from you, Grant, you and I had a 15-minute call, never forget it. And the biggest thing I learned from you during that time in 2015, going to 2016, was that having a system equals success. You got to have a system to be successful. Then uh, I continued on. Um, you were mentoring me, Grant. I continued building my business in 2016 as I recount that year when I was making some pretty good money to speak at that time. Here's what I learned in 2016. Consistency, Grant, equal is the secret sauce, right? And I learned that no matter what I do, I just got to be consistent with it. So if I can just give an hour and day, and this is so important for people that are working full time. If all you have is 30 minutes a day, that's, that's a golden 30 minutes. Just be consistent and do that every single day. I always tell people I coach Grant, I'd much rather you work 30 minutes a day on your business than three hours every other day or every uh, every other week or once a week because you can't get momentum that way. In 2017, that was a big year for me. The biggest thing I learned that year was I could book gigs from a gig. And so I learned really good about, I, was, I became really good at why I'm actually speaking at a gig that I gain fans. In fact, what I learned, Grant, is about 20% of the people in the audience become fans of yours and you can capture that and turn that into gigs. So that really elevated my business. Then in 2018, I really discovered the value of coaching. In fact, outside the speaker lab, Grant, you know this, 
um, I, I hired a, a business coach and I spend pretty good money every year having this business coach and their team work with me and, and help coach me and see things that I can't see. So I really learned that if I was going to take my business to the next level, and honestly, I'm not sure if I would have been a full-time uh, speaker if I didn't have coaches around me, people like you and other folks that I, I brought in my life to coach me to that point. Then in 2019, the biggest thing I learned was cash flow is king. So folks, if you're going to make it full, uh, be a speaker while working full-time and eventually jump off and be a full-time speaker like I did in 2019. Cash flow, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. And so one of the cool things at the end, when you stick around, we're going to give you a cash flow analyzer. It's the exact tool that I use, Grant, to help me figure out when it was time for me to go full-time. So cash flow is king. Then this year, the biggest thing I've learned, Grant, is that momentum fuels your business. So all the momentum I built over the last few years is really me taking me through, even through, you know, down times as we work through some of the issues that's going on with our economy, my momentum is carrying the day. So those are things I learned on my journey over the last few years. But here's the main thing that I want everyone to think about as we talk about being a full-time, being full-time employed while building this dream of your speaking business. And that is this, Grant. Despite what you may think, building a speaking business while you're working full time is a good thing. In fact, I would tell you that it's a blessing. In fact, the, when we coach folks uh, on the Speaker Lab, I always discourage people leaving their full time jobs too early because a few things. Number one, just remember this. You're not alone. This is the case of a vast majority of emerging speakers. Almost every speaker, when they're starting out, have a full-time job. If you look at any good speaker's story, they had a situation you're in right now. But here is the blessing of having a full-time job. I believe, Grant, that it gives you an edge. It forces you to focus and not waste time. I, when I see speakers that leave their full-time jobs too early, then they, they kind of get soft in their day. They kind of, the day gets away from them because they've got more time than they need and they lose that momentum. They lose that edge. However, if you're working full time, you got kids, you got all this stuff going on and you sit down and you got 45 minutes, you are going to focus that 45 minutes because that is all you have. The other reason why I like it is it tests your level of commitment. It requires commitment to build a speaking business while working. So this is when you actually figure out if this is truly a dream of yours or not, because it will test your will. And remember this, you're not the first that's going through this. Many have come before you and did it successfully. And I'm going to show you exactly how they're doing it and what I did over the next few slides. So buckle up, get your pens ready. It's going to be fantastic. Now, when we think about our jobs, the first thing we got to remember is that all jobs are not created equal. They're not created equal. They're, I, I kind of broke it down. There are really uh, four types of jobs. What I mean by that is, and that is how you're making money. So the first one, Grant, is on the clock. These are people that show up. They clock in. They clock out. There's timesheets. You're paid based on how much time you work. The second one is commission-based. These are folks that uh, you're, you're, you sell something and you promote something. And based on that, you get a percentage of that. So that's a, a different way of building a business. It requires different ways of approaching it. And it's going to affect you in different ways as you're building your speaking business. The next is project-based. Um, these are folks that you work on specific projects, you're paid for that project, and you, mark, you work on the next project. Maybe you're a vendor, you're a contractor, something like that. It's project-based. The next one, this is probably a lot of folks on the call, you're salary-based. So you got a certain amount you're paid monthly or annually, and then there's a certain expectation, usually a certain time expectation, performance expectation, but it's all based on salary. And then there's, you know, there's other forms of that, but these are the four primary. So just for fun, 
I'm curious. Uh, we're going to throw up a poll for everyone. Just throw in the, in the poll there, which one applies to you? Are you on the clock? Are you commission-based? Are you project-based? Are you salary-based? So I think Grant's going to throw up a poll and it'll give you an opportunity uh, to chime in on that and let us know where you're at on those four types of full-time jobs. So go ahead and, and jump in on that if you, if you want and let us all know what kind of job do you have? Okay, so I want to keep going as we go through the poll there. I'm going to keep going. And if you don't want to do the poll, you can also throw it in the chat room too. So either or, it's up to you. The next thing is, is let's talk about bosses. Bosses are a big part of the game because by, at the end of the day, the bosses can make or break you. It could it could uh, change the entire outlook and how you are approaching not only just your business and life and speaking, but everything involves working. Okay, so we're going to talk about the bosses and what kind of bosses they are. So there are different type of bosses that you that you may encounter. The first one is the micromanager. Uh, some of you right now, as you're thinking about this, you're thinking about the boss and your blood pressure is going up. These are micromanagers. These are people that hover over you. They manage everything that you do. They are all over you, right? The second one is the aloof manager. This is the opposite of the hover, hovering boss. They just let you do what you want. They rarely check on you. They're not around. Uh, you pretty much got a, a full reign of what you want to accomplish, what you need to do. They're not really doing much other than managing you from a distance. Um, the next one is the mentor. This is the person that actually takes um, – uh, a liking to you as far as your career. They want to help you. They had someone that helped them along the way and they want to do the same for you. These are really good bosses to have. Uh, they want to engage you in your career. They take interest in your growth. They want to help you in your growth. And then finally, there's the agitator. That's the one that it seems like they were put on this earth just to drive you nuts. This is beyond micromanaging. It's just everything they do, uh, it just it literally gets under your skin, and it's a major issue for you. So I'm curious. Uh, I mean, we're going to throw up another poll here. I'm just curious, which of the four types of bosses do you have now? By the way, we are not going. This is all anonymous. We're not going to record this and send it to anybody. This is just your chance to throw it out there. What kind of boss do you have in your life right now when it comes to your working full time? Do you have the micromanager? Do you have the aloof manager? Do you have the mentor? Do you have the agitator? Which one are you doing with right now? All right, so just like we have different types of bosses, just like we have different types of jobs, we're also in different phases of our career. You know, we have over 2,000 people registered for this. We have tons of people on. There are people from all walks of life. There are people through all phases of life. So it's important that we understand that there's different phases in our career because reason why I throw this out there is because it's so important for you to understand that you may be in a different phase than someone else and you may be able to do some things that the other person can do or they may be able to do some things you can't do, do because they're in different phases. They have a different type of job. They have a different boss. <clears throat> so I do this to encourage you that depending on what phase you're in, depending on what you're facing in your life, whatever your reality, there's different ways you can pivot, build your business. So let's talk about the phase of career you're in. And there are four phases of career. The first one <clears throat> is the newbie. So this is the young professional just getting started in life, right? Uh, they're still they're still green uh, right out of college or right out of some kind of trade or whatever they're doing, and they're just starting out in life. 
That's the first one. The second one is the career changer. Maybe you started a career and it was time for you to make a career change. So you're starting a new career after leaving an established career. The next one is this a seasoned veteran. You're you're settled into your career. Uh, you're probably midway through your career. You're involved in it. You're still at your peak. You're still making it happen, but you're seasoned. You know, you're a little longer in the tooth. You've got some experience. Then finally, we've got the twilighters, right? These are people that are coming towards the end of a very successful career. They're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and they're beginning to think about what am I going to do after 20, 25 years or 30 years uh, working uh, in my career? So another poll for you. Which one of these are you of the four? Are you a newbie? Are you a career changer? Are you a seasoned veteran? Are you a twilighter? Because depending on what phase of career you're on, you're going to approach how you build your speaking business differently based on the phase. And this is very important that we understand. And this is going to lead up to what I'm going to be talking about as we talk about looking at our reality. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the next one. And this is there's different phases of life. Okay. Not only do you have different phases of career, but you're also in a different situation in, in your life. And these are not all created equal. So let's talk about the different phases of your life. The first one is you have a new family. Okay, these are five possible phases. That means you're just getting started. You're expecting, maybe you have infant kids or toddlers, but you're building your family. You're expanding. You're growing your family. That is a new family atmosphere. The next one, number two, is you have an established family. So this means you probably got K through 12 kids. They're probably in middle school. Uh, maybe they're in grade school, intermediate school, or in high school, but you have kids. You have family in the house. The next one, number three, is empty nesters. So maybe you have college kids or grown children or no kids at all. How about this person? You're single with kids, right? You're raising kids on your own. For whatever reason, you found yourself in this situation. You have kids in the house and you're single. Or the last one, you're single or couple with no kids, right? Uh, you have no kids at all. You're not an empty nester. You don't have that responsibility. But that's the phase of life you're in. So which of these five? I'm just interested. What phase of life are you in? Do you have a new family? Do you have an established family? Where are you at in the phase of life that you're in? Kids, no kids, grown kids, kids running around. In fact, there may be a kid tugging at your, uh, your, your, your leg right now as we speak. What phase of life are you in currently? All right. The next one, as we talk about phase of life, is also we want to talk about your financial reality. So there are five phases of your financial reality. And we're all in different phases depending on. And I've been at all of these phases that we're about to talk about, folks. OK, so I've been at all of these. So let's talk about the four possible situations you might find yourself in. And you need to think about this as you start setting your goals, becoming a speaker while you're working full time. Maybe you're a single income family. Now, when I were use the word family, I use that very loosely. To me, a family is someone you love, someone you're close to. It could be a person you grew up with high school and you're just really close buddies and you're roommates, right? If you live under the same house, you love that person, you're close with that person, that is a family. So maybe you're a single income family. How about this? Number two, you're a dual income family. So you and your partner, you and your spouse, you and your roommate, you both earn money and you bring it back and it adds value to you. Uh, how about number three? You have debt in your life, maybe a lot of debt, maybe a little debt, but you have some kind of uh, financial situation that you're leveraged. And then four, you have a large cash flow necessity, right? So you've got to make money. You've got cash flow going out. Maybe you got medical bills, you got loans, you got credit cards, you got, uh, you got mortgage. So when we start thinking about assessing our reality, we have to ask yourself, 
How am I making income? Is it just me? Do I have a partner that's also helping? Because this affects how you're going to approach your speaking business. So I'm just curious out of these, which situation are you in financially? So I think we have a poll up for that one. If you want to jump in on there, just want you to gauge, let us know where you're at on this. So which one are you? Which one applies to you? Okay, so what I did is we did, I just wanted to set the table and you to think about what kind of job you have, what kind of boss you have. Just thinking it through, becoming situationally aware of the situation you're in right now. Because your next step and the most important thing you got to do when you start thinking about dipping your toe in the water, jumping full in and start thinking about speaking, whether part time and then ultimately full time, you have to gain clarity. And what I mean by that is you have to have clarity on what your current reality is. This is very important. It's very important that you understand, OK, this is where I'm at. I've, I have I had situations in my life where it was tough for me to grasp my reality. Like it was tough for me when we had infant kids for me to understand that my life has changed and I need to make adjustments based on that. So what I want you to do is I want you to ask yourself tonight some critical questions. Ask yourself, what kind of job do I have? Be very clear. What is it that you have based on what I just defined you? What kind of boss are you working with? Because that's going to affect how you approach your business. What phase of career am I in right now? How about this? What phase of life? Because you're going to approach it differently, folks, as a new uh, family, if you're building a new family and you're expanding your family, or if you're an empty nester with no kids at the house, you're going to approach it differently. How about this one? What is my financial and health situation? Now, I didn't talk a lot about health, but health does play a role. So what is your financial and health situation? And finally, what is the state of the speaking industry? So the industry goes up and down. So you're entering right now in an, uh, a time where we're still figuring some things out with uh, some things are going on with the, uh, the coronavirus and pandemic and things like that. So what is the state of the industry? And then understanding that reality. Okay. That's very important. Understanding that reality. So when you do that, you then put a marker in the sand. This is where I'm at. So let me give you an idea of where I was. When I looked in 2014, where I was at, I had uh, a job where it was salary and commission. So I got a base salary, but a lot of my income depended on how much I could make and sell. So I had a little bit, a combination of both. I had a boss who was really good boss, but he was very aloof. I worked remotely. He was in Oklahoma. I was in Indiana. So I had an aloof boss. I was in mid-career. So I was in middle of my career at the time. So I was a seasoned veteran. I had some experience underneath me, but I was mid-career. I had an established family, three kids. So uh, as I got three kids in high school, but when I started doing this, I had one girl going into middle school and two boys that were in uh, grade school at the time when I really wanted to look at doing this. Um, we were a single income family and we had no debt. And the speaking industry that I wanted to speak in, which was the utility industry, was very strong. So that was my reality. You need to have the same clarity on your reality. So you have to clarify your reality, number one. And number two now is you need to clarify what are your speaking goals. So you want to ask yourself three fundamental questions. Number one, how much do you want to make and speaking? So how much do you want to make? Just ask yourself. If I, in a perfect world, if I could just write down a number, write it down. The next thing is ask yourself, how often do I want to speak? There's a difference between speaking, you know, 50 times a year, 
to uh, like Grant, I think Grant was up to like 75, maybe a hundred times a year. I speak between 40 and 50 times a year or 25 year, times a year. How often do you want to speak? This is important because this needs to align with your reality. It's going to be harder for you to speak with infant kids at home as opposed to if you have grown kids, more established family. And then finally, how fast do you want to achieve these goals? These are three important questions that I want to ask you. You need to ask yourself, how much do I want to make? How often do I want to speak and how fast do I want to achieve these goals? So when I did this, this was my answer. For me, I sat down with my tax guy and I asked him, what would it take for me if I wanted to go full time? How much would I need to make to equate what I'm getting right now at my job? And that includes insurance, that includes 401k, all that. And he said, in order to do that, you need to make $200,000 speaking. Okay, so that gave me my number. So for me, that equated about $16,000 a month. And I, I thought I can earn about $5,000 per gig. So what that meant was that my goal would be that I needed to speak three to four times a month. So what I'm doing here, folks, I'm getting myself clarity. I, I figured out what my reality was, okay? Then I discovered this where my goals were. And then what I had to identify was what's the gap in between and how am I going to align my goals with my reality? So that's step number three. So step number one, what's your reality? Step number two, what are your goals? Step number three, you need now to align your goals with your reality, okay? Align your goals with your reality. So let's see what this looks like from a picture graphic standpoint. So you got your reality, you got your goals. You wanna bridge the gap between your reality and goals, and folks, this is where most speakers struggle. Because it's one thing to identify where you are, it's another thing to identify where you wanna go, it's a whole nother thing to figure out how you're going to get there. So here's the question we you need to ask yourself. Does your goal match your reality? For example, if you said, I want to speak, I want to make $555,000 a year and I want to speak five times a month, right? And you just got married uh, on your second marriage. You've got kids from another marriage and the, the, the person you're getting married to, you're expecting another child. You've never spoken before or had one gig yet and you want to get to $555,000 within the year. Those goals and that reality probably doesn't match up. So ask yourself, does your goal match your reality? And then if the answer is no, and here's a spoiler alert, it's probably not going to. That's the rub when you're building a dream, when you're building a business. There's what you want to do in your life, and there's your reality. And then how are you going to get there? So inevitably, as you sit down and you think about these things, you're going to get to the point where your goals and your uh, reality do not match. So if that doesn't happen, then something has to change. So here's what I recommend you do. You need to think about what can I change within my current reality? What can I change with my current reality? So the first one is change your reality, your job. Remember this, you must have outside cash flow while you're building a business. I can't stress that enough. I do never want you to quit your job and just go full-time into speaking without momentum, without a plan. So you gotta have some type of revenue. However, if you're in a situation that your job is, is withholding you from getting where you wanna go, this is a possibility. So you could change jobs within your current company. It doesn't mean you have to leave your company, but maybe you do something different within your company that gives you more flexibility. Or find a new job that allows you the flexibility to build your business. So an example, I left a utility I was working for as a salary-based employee in Colorado 
to a more commission-based sales job would allow me to work from home that gave me for more flexibility. So I went from a nine to five job where I had to go to office, where I had a commission base where I could work from home. So that gave me flexibility. The next reality you could look at is change your boss. So if you find yourself in a situation where you have an agitator, folks, you should leave that situation anyway. Whether you want to be a speaker or not, you do not have to put yourself in that situation. So always remove yourself from an agitator. Life's too short. You're too valuable to deal with that. However, if you have a mentor that's a boss, then have a conversation with your mentor. Have a conversation with what some of your goals are because that person's involved with you. They're engaged with you. And so you want to have that conversation. If you have an aloof manager, be respectful of the company time, but work around your spot responsibilities and drive forward. That's what I had. I had an aloof manager. I didn't really need to talk to him about a lot of my goals. I could just work around it and drive on. If you have a micromanager, have that conversation with your boss anyway, whether, whether or not you want to build a speaking business because you don't want to be micromanaged and be prepared to find a new job if it's going to hold you back. Okay. So I had an aloof manager. Okay. So I just worked around that. That was a situation that I was in. Okay. The next reality that you want to look at changing is your career phase. Okay. Your career phase. Okay. So in your career phase, a couple things to think about. If you're a newbie or a career changer, be careful. You're establishing yourself. You need to make you need to establish yourself and your job before you start looking for flexibility. So that's your number one thing. Remember, you got to keep the cash flow going. So what you want to do is look for a mentor to engage with about how to navigate the organization's culture. It may take some time and you're going to have to be flexible. Just understand that if you're a seasoned vet or a twilighter, cash in on that human capital. Seek flexibility uh, and uh, in your schedule to build your business. Have a conversation with your mentor to help you guide through it. We have a guy by the name of Tom. It's an elite member of our program. And he actually had this conversation where he talked to his boss. He's a twilighter and said, hey, I'd like to go to I just work four days a week. I want to build a speaking business and I need that Friday to do that. And he built that capital up and they were OK doing that. So that's what you want to do, depending on what career phase you're in. The next one is change your reality life phase. So here's what you got to understand, folks. Understand this, if you're new and an established family, if you have a new family or established family, it's going to be hard to change this reality. You're going to have to set your speaking goals around this reality that you need to take care of your family. That's your number one goal. Your family should not suffer because you're trying to build a speaking business. So what you need to do is have a conversation with your spouse on how to gain time or your partner on how to gain time to build your business. You need partner or spousal support. My wife quit her job as a teacher for me to build my speaking dream so she could be home to mow the lawn, to take care of stuff at the house while I'm out traveling, speaking my business. That's what we did. So if you're in that situation, then you have to have that conversation with your spouse. If you're a single parent, you got to seek a partnership with a close, close friend or family member because you're going to need help with your family as you build your business. If you're an empty nester or no kids, shift all of your discretionary time to building your business. So all that time you have is discretionary, carve out that time and build that help, help that to build your business. You need spousal report support. Okay, so let's talk about your reality of finances. So maybe you're dealing with a financial situation. So what you need to do is, number one, don't go into debt to build your business. Don't go into debt, you build your business. There's different ways in which you can build your business. You can start uh, small, you can start getting some income in and then reinvest that in your business. I never went into debt to build my business. Set a personal and speaking budget. Folks, you're gonna have to be on a budget. If you're not on a budget, you need to set a budget. 
Don't eat your seed, reinvest it. What I mean by that is when you get that thousand dollar check finally from speaking, don't go out and spend it on new shoes, put it right back in your business and reinvest it back in your business. Cut back on your lifestyle while you're building your business. We didn't go out and eat all the time. We didn't go to the movies all the time. We weren't going on extravagant vacations. We were taking that money. We were keeping things tight so we can build our business. And then finally, you might have to think about changing your speaking goals. So that's the final one, changing your speaking goals. So what I mean by that is be realistic after you explore ways to change and influence your different realities. So if you find yourself in some realities that's going to be hard for you to change, then you need to adjust your speaking goals to match that reality. The bottom line is after you come out of this exercise, your reality and your goals must be aligned. Okay, so here's what I did. All right. When I when I was building my business, a couple things I want you to remember. Number one, I came to an agreement with my boss. Uh, I, I told my boss, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to accomplish. I'm going to continue building with you, but I'm also doing this. So I gave him I gave him an update on what was going on. Number two, I got my spouse on board. I remember she quit. She quit her job. And I'll tell you, that was a hit in the beginning, folks. I'm not going to lie. But it created a lot of time for me because she took care of a lot of things I never had to take care of so I could focus on my business. Number two, I got family involved. My dad was a financial wizard. I asked him to help me on tracking my finances. So in the beginning, before I was able to hire a person to do my finances, my dad was that guy. He did it for free. Next, I reinvested everything I made back in the business. I invested in the coaching like Grant and the Speaker Lab, another coaching I'm going through now. I invested in my website, my demo video, and hiring more staff. So I reinvested. The next thing is I stocked up on cash. I can't tell you how important that is now. I've got more cash in the bank than I've ever had because I've always taken the money I made, reinvested it, was very conservative. When I paid myself, I stocked up, I stocked up on cash. The, the next thing is I listened to my coaches. When Grant told me to do something, I listened. I asked questions. I was coachable. And then finally, I created the cash flow analyzer, which we're going to give that to you. If you stick with us to the end of this, I'm going to give you, it comes with a video, the exact tool that I use that helped me decide when it was time to walk away. Now, here's the thing, folks. This picture that Grant's going to show up here, this is in Michigan. This is in front of 2,000 people. I did the keynote. This was the week I quit my full-time job. I walked up on that stage for the first time as a fully-fledged, legit, full-time professional speaker, folks, and I've never looked back. I can't tell you the feeling. There's one thing I'm walking on stage knowing that on Monday I got to go back to work. There's another thing going on stage knowing that this is what I do for a living. I can support my family of five. We live comfortably. I got money in the bank, and I'm delivering a message that's adding value, and I'm living my dream. I did all of it while working full-time. I did all of it explaining exactly what I just explained to you. Now, before I turn this over to Grant, there's a final thing I want to throw to you guys that's very important. When can you quit your job to be a full-time speaker? Here's a couple things. Then if you haven't listened up to this point, write this down. Number one, you have to consistently be booking gigs or have gigs booked in the future six to 12 months, meaning that within the next six to 12 months, you've got gigs booked. So you don't walk away from a full-time job with no gigs booked in the next six months or 12 months. You gotta have gigs booked in the future. Next is you gotta have predictable cash flow. That means no huge gaps between your gigs. I was telling Grant the other day that every week I've got cash coming in. Every week I've got checks coming in. I don't go longer than two weeks without more money coming in. So you gotta have predictable cash flow. Number three, 
Figure your personal and family budget and have two months of personal expenses available. I have over three and a half months. So I can make no money right now and I can go three and a half months with no problems. I wouldn't even blink an eye. So you need to have at least two months. The fourth one and the second to last one is have positive cash flow 16 weeks out. That cash flow analyzer, I'm, you guys are going to get tonight. I can't tell you how cool this tool is, by the way. It's going to help you predict 16 weeks out. So 16 weeks out, you should not have negative cash flow. If you do, then that's a red flag and you need to make do make some changes in your business. So you want to make sure you have co positive cash flow 16 weeks out before you walk away. And then finally, and most importantly, have a mentor in your pocket that's going to provide you feedback and insight. I can't tell you how much confidence Grant gave me when I told Grant, I'm thinking about walking away. And Grant said, I think it's a good idea. You've got everything in place. I give you my blessing. If Grant would have said no, folks, I wouldn't have done it. I had to have his blessing first before I walked away. And I can't tell you how important that was. So hopefully this has been helpful. Uh, I want to turn over to Grant and let him close us out. Grant. Awesome. Very good. Hey, has this been helpful so far? Go ahead and drop in the chat. Uh, give some uh, some shout outs here to uh, to Eric uh, for that. That was really good stuff. So what I want to get into now is I want to give you some some keys to building a speaking business while working. Like we touched on earlier, it's not the type of thing where you just, uh, you know, flip a switch overnight and all of a sudden uh, it is, you know, you're, you're going from full-time employee to, uh, to full-time speaker overnight. It just doesn't work like that. So there's naturally going to be some overlap. So what are some things you need to be doing? Don't, don't steal from your company, especially when it comes to, to time. When you're there, your company is paying you, then have integrity to work for your company. Don't steal from your company. Have cash flow coming in. Eric just talked about this, of like continual cash flow from your company. Carve out consistent time to invest in your business. And that's going to be some nights. That's going to be some weekends. Be willing to work those nights and weekends. I remember uh, early on for me, I spent a lot of time because, you know, for a little while, it feels like you're doing double duty. You're working your job, but then you're also building your business. So be willing to make those sacrifices. Use vacation time to honor gigs. I know uh, of some speakers who said, I, I had two weeks a year or three weeks a year of vacation time. And I used as much of that as possible for gigs to build my business and to build that momentum. And then also seek speaking opportunities within your job. Any opportunity that you have, any at bat to practice, to get better, that makes a big, big difference. And then finally, like Eric said, get a coach or mentor to guide you. This reminds me, uh, all of this really reminds me of a, of a quote um, you may have heard from Dave Ramsey who said, live like no one else. So later you get to live like no one else. When you're making those sacrifices and Eric and I, and so many other speakers have made those sacrifices while you're building your business and making that transition, you're making those sacrifices. You're living like no one else sacrificially so that later you you can live like no one else. Now, because you're going to have limited time and money when getting started, I want to give you some thoughts here on where to spend those valuable resources that you have. So first of all, I would recommend that you have coaching or guidance, whether that's with us or anybody, but you have co coaching or guidance. It's the ultimate shortcut. Anytime that you're wanting to get better, to improve, to advance in some way in, in, your, in your life, personally or professionally, getting coaching and guidance makes a huge, huge difference. Also, spending a lot of time prospecting, following up. You know, so many, so many times we talk with speakers who are, hey, I'm really focusing on my social media. Or I'm so focusing on, um, you know, this blog post. And those things are well and good, but spend the time actually talking to 
decision makers who and following up with them so that they uh, so that you stay top of mind and ultimately they hire you to speak. Spend time spending out proposals and again following up on those proposals. Spend time working on and improving your website, the content that's on your website. The whether we like it or not, people judge books by their covers. So you want to make sure that your website looks sharp. Same with your demo video. If you don't have a demo video, or if it's old or out of date, you want to make sure that it is that is is done with excellence. It's done professionally because those things make a big difference. And then maybe even start thinking about team members. How can you continue to have people in your corner on your team that can help you build and grow your speaking business? Now, let me give you six mistakes to avoid. Now, I know we're going fast. I know we've got a lot here that we're covering, but we want to give you just a ton of value here. So six mistakes to avoid here. Number one is don't quit your job too early. Okay, don't quit your job too early. Again, we, we see speakers do this, that they're just like, all right, I'm, I'm super excited about being a speaker and I just quit my job. And we're like, no, can you get it back? You're like, don't make that mistake. Don't quit your job too early. Because like we said, you want to continue to have that cash flow that, that is coming in. You never want to burn a bridge at work with your boss or colleagues. Don't just try to like, hey, and you know, uh, I, I got a uh, an agitator boss. And so just like, forget you, I'm out of here. Like, don't do that, right? We Again, you want to you wanna live your life if you want to operate your business with integrity. You don't want to burn out by trying to do too much too early or too fast. So make sure that you're going at a sustainable pace that is healthy to you and to your, your family and relationships. Uh, another mistake to avoid is fail to engage a coach or mentor as you build your business, that you're just trying to do it on your own. I'll give you an example of this in just a second. Uh, Another mistake to avoid is to quit your speaking dream too early because you get frustrated. Listen, building a speaking business, building anything is hard. It's not easy. Like we don't want to sugarcoat it and say, oh yeah, you just click your heels together, close your eyes really tight and wish upon a star. And all of a sudden you can, you can be a successful speaker. Like it doesn't work like that. Like it still requires work and effort. So don't give up and don't quit. And then finally, don't take advice from those who, uh, who've been where you're trying to get to. Like a, a mistake is like listening to people who are like, oh yeah, here's the, it's like, you're, it's like taking a, a financial advice from your broke uncle. Like I, I don't, I'm not going to take advice from that person. I'm not taking, you know, nutritional advice from someone who is overweight. Like I want to pay attention to people who have been where I'm trying to go. Let me introduce you to Gail. Gail is a life coach, professional speaker. Uh, she speaks on making small changes in life and how those things, little things can make a huge difference in the quality of your life. And she shared this. She said, uh, yikes, I quit my corporate job after 32 years to coach, to speak and to write full time. Five years of speaking and coaching occasionally. Now it's time to take it to the next level, full of excitement and fear, but have to give it a shot. No regrets. And I know for me, when I made that transition from a uh, full-time employee to eventually a full-time speaker, uh, I had that same feeling of Gail, of feeling like, I think I can do this. I've, I'm building some momentum. I want to give this a shot. I don't want to live my life with regret. See, there's two types of regret. There's the things that you do that you wish you hadn't done. We all have our fair share of those. And then there's the things that you didn't do that you wish you had tried. And I don't want, I don't want any of us to get to the end of our lives and feel like I think I could have made the speaking thing work, but I'll never know because I didn't give it a shot. So let me ask you a question here. Okay. This is not rhetorical. I want you to drop it in the chat, but can you do this? Can you do this? Again, this is not rhetorical, but I want to know, can you do this? Let me ask you this. Are you ready and willing to do the work necessary to make an impact and income from your message? Again, are you ready and willing to do the work necessary to make an impact and income from your message? So at this point, you have a choice. You absolutely have a choice in this. Option one, 
as you could spend countless frustrating hours like Eric and I did. Like you're just trying to make sense of it all. You're stumbling your way through. Maybe one day it all comes together. Maybe. Let me give you an example of this. I want you to meet Rima. Rima works as a SAT coaching consultant and has also presented a, a TED TEDx talk on overcoming failure. And she shared this. She said, uh, thanks so much, Grant. Really, all of this is because the guidance you gave us during the course. For the past three months, I've been sifting through every article on the internet. I love this, this imagery here she uses, like shooting an arrow in the dark to find out how I could get my foot in the door. Thanks to you and your wonderful course, I found my way. Now I can even see results. So she's just kind of wandering aimlessly without a coach, without direction, without guidance. Maybe again, some of you feel like this, that you just feel like I'm just wandering aimlessly trying to figure this out. So that's option one. Option two is that you can take the fast track, get step-by-step -step help from professional speaker mentors who are in the trenches with you. So how can we help you? Well, we've actually set aside time this week to speak to you personally, one-on-one -on -one about how you can apply these strategies to your business. So let's, let's go back to kind of what uh, Eric was touching on earlier. You know, we, we want you to get really, really clear on where you are. We also want you to get clear on where you want to be, what your speaking goals are. And then this bridge, this is the part, again, like Eric mentioned, this is the part where speakers struggle, but here's what's great is we know how to guide you to the other side. Like I said, we have worked with literally thousands of speakers in all different careers and all different topics and all different industries uh, and all different stages and, and phases of their career and of their life. And so we know how to help you get from where you are to where it is that you wanna be to accomplish your speaking goals. Now, who is this for? This is for new speakers who want a shortcut to starting and growing a speaking business. It's also for professional speakers who are wanting more stability and predictability in their business. But here's the deal. You must be 100% committed to your success and hitting your income and speaking goals no matter what by following the system that we outlined today. If you are ready to invest the time and resources necessary to get results, then you will see those results. Let me give you another example. I want you to meet Phil. Phil is a nationally recognized speaker or, or author and speaker who speaks on emerging technologies in the future. And here's something Phil shared. He said, um, uh, hey, I had my first paid speaking engagement in September of last year. Uh, I had always wanted to be a speaker, but I never did anything about it. Again, goes back to that regret we touched on. After I got the chance to do it, I knew it was the right career for me. So late last year, I signed up for Grant's class and joined this community. So we're working on building a speaking business. I'm pleased to announce that today I got my first signed contract for a speaking engagement, and I'm negotiating a series of three workshops with the client who had initially hired me last year. Plus, I've got email conversations going with several other potential clients. Many thanks to Grant and to everyone who has helped me out with my website and video. To everyone who worries that it can't happen to them, uh, and this was a thing for me, that they're too old to start something like this, push on, you're not too old, and it really can happen. You're never too old to get started. So who else is this for? If you are tired of speaking for free, you want to know how to acquire paid speaking gigs. Maybe that's you. You're just, you want to know how to go from free to fee. If you need help understanding how to better market yourself, this is for you. If you just lack direction, you need help creating a clear plan. If you're struggling to find the right audience or problem to solve, maybe you're just like, I know that I want to speak, but I'm not clear. Who do I speak to? Or what do I speak about? I'm, that all feels fuzzy to me. That's okay. We can help you with that. If you need help growing as a speaker while balancing a full-time job, just like we've talked about today, in addition to everything else in life, we want to talk to you. We can absolutely help you. Let me introduce you to Steve. Steve uh, has worked in the public and private sectors as an intelligent and cybersecurity professional. He speaks and consults with government agencies, the military, and various corporations on security. And he shared this. 
He said, good news, booked my first paid gig of the year. It was a uh, group I previously spoke at for free. They told me they don't pay speakers. This time when they ask, I turn them down because the amount of my time needed would be a net financial loss for me if I did it for free. They ran it up the chain, got approval to provide a speaker's fee. I doubt I would have pushed for it had I not started this program and taken my speaking career more seriously. So very, very cool of, of saying, going from dabbling to no, no, I'm all in. So who is this not for, okay? Listen, this is not for you if you're not really that serious about achieving any of your speaking goals. If you're just like, I got some, it's not really a goal. It's just like, yeah, it'd be cool to do at some point. This is this is not for you. If you're just looking for silver bullets or get rich get rich quick scheme like that, that's not for you. That's not what we do. Listen, the, the, we, we're, we're not a good fit for you. If you're not prepared to do the work required to see results, this is not for you. If you're just, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. No, no, no. Like this, I, I, I love you. We're glad that you're here, but this is not for you. Uh, and if you're not ready to invest in yourself or your speaking business, just like Eric said, like every dime he made early on, he was reinvesting in his business to continue to build momentum and grow. Let me introduce you to uh, someone else here, Tina. Tina is an author and speaker who works with churches, ministries, and, and nonprofits. And, and she said this, this is really cool. She said, uh, first and foremost, thank you to Grant and all the seasoned speakers for your mentorship over the years. Uh, I have spent thousands of hours reading, listening, and watching trainings. For the first time since negotiating my speaking gigs, I had a coordinator say, we want your best, highest quote with books, and will you add 200 more books for an additional 200 audience participants for more money? Why is this significant? Look at what she says here. This is really cool. The 50% deposit, just the deposit I received today for this event that I will deliver a two-hour presentation for is equivalent to 160 hours of work at my full-time job in one month. Keep going after your dreams, people. This speaking business will work out for you if you work at it. I am in awe. I never imagined this is my life. Tears. The best part is this was a referral from someone that heard my keynote six years ago. So look at this. A couple things. One, she said, like, keep doing the work. You like you, again, you can't click your heels together or just being here on this training does squat for you. You have to take action. And so she's saying, I took action. And look at that. The 50% deposit, just the deposit. She earned more than what she makes in an entire month in her career. So why are we doing this? You, you may be wondering that. So on the call, we want to help you create a plan and strategy to make your goals happen fast, right? And if you want us to help you and we think it's a good fit, we may invite you to become one of the new students that we take on in our elite program. Now, what exactly is the elite program? Well, we will walk you through the program that is designed to help you build a predictable flow of speaking gigs that will generate more income, freedom, and less stress for your business and for your life. I mean, we within this program, we literally guarantee, okay, that's like circle that, underline it, star it, print it out, put it on your, on your mirror. We literally guarantee you will get booked and paid to speak in this program. We just, we know this works. We see countless students who have seen the results because they've invested in themselves and done the work. So if we work together, we're going to build your speaking website for you. Okay. Not like show you how to build it. We're going to actually build it for you. We're going to edit your demo video. You provide us some speaking footage. We edit it and turn it with our professional editors. We turn it into a finished polished video for you. We provide speaking leads specific to you, not just like a list of like, Hey, here's some, uh, you know, here's some speaking leads. Like that's for everybody. No, like leads specific to you and what you want to do. One-on-one uh, -on -one access to our coaches, bi-weekly coaching calls with our coaches, including myself and Eric, plus much, much more. We we want to do everything you can to be successful. So what happens from here? 
Well, we don't just work with anyone and everyone, all right? So your next step is you're going to want to complete your application, schedule a one-on-one call, not a group call, not anything like that, a one-on-one call with our team. And on that call, we'll provide value to you, your speaking business, and see if working together is a good fit. Make sense? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to thespeakerlab.com slash call. Again, that's thespeakerlab.com slash call. We're going to put that up there for you. Go to thespeakerlab.com slash call. And I want you to book an appointment to speak to us. And look, spaces are limited. There's a lot of people here right now. There's only so many people we can talk to on any given day. So I want you to go and book your spot now. And when you go to that link, you're going to see a calendar pop up. You're going to have the application there. It's going to give you a bunch of different options. Uh, for when you'd like to speak to us. So just choose the appointment time that you want and we will call you at that time to do to, to have that application session. Now, again, on this session, we're gonna do some real work with you, all right? So if, if you uh, got all, if all you got out of that call was just, you got clarity on the fact that you should be charging more, like that would be worth your time, right? And if you got, the uh, only thing you got from that call was clarity on, hey, you know what? Like this is who I should be speaking to and this is the problem that I should solve. Like that would be worth your time. And look, I like I know that if you're on this training right now, that something in your speaking business could be better, right? Like maybe you're not booking the quality of gigs that you want. Maybe like COVID has radically impacted your business. You aren't sure what to do next. Maybe you want to increase your fees. Maybe you want to diversify to do more virtual gigs or perhaps do smaller workshops. And so whatever challenge you're running into, I promise we've seen it and we know how to fix it. You just have to book the call. So again, go to thespeakerlab.com slash call. Let us dive in with you. Figure out exactly what we need to help fix, exactly what we need to change so that you can go forward with confidence and a crystal clear game plan for how to get from where you are today to where it is that you want to go. All right, so again, all you have to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash call, okay? So again, we have a lot of people here. Let me just stress here. We have a lot of people here right now. These are one-on-one calls. There's only so many people that we can talk to at any at any, any given time. Uh, and so there's a limited number of slots. So again, go book your call now, thespeakerlab.com slash call. Now, what we're going to do here is, uh, uh, again, keep booking calls, keep booking calls, keep booking calls. What Eric and I are going to do is while we are here, we want to answer some other questions. We know that for some of you, maybe you're thinking through that transition right now. Maybe some of you have asked questions about um, uh, COVID and all that is happening in the world and how that's affecting the speaking industry. So uh, we're here right now to answer any questions. So if you have questions, if you would go ahead and drop those in the chat, Eric and I, we're going to get to as many of those uh, as possible. But again, in the meantime, if you're hanging out with us, go ahead and drop in the, in, uh, in the chat, not only your questions, but uh, some of you, many of you maybe right now are going to complete your application and to schedule your call. Do that. Okay. Make sure that you, you do that. Uh, go to the speakerlab.com slash call. Okay. So uh, let's talk about a couple different um, uh Couple, couple different questions that have come in here. A couple of people were asking about the. Uh, there we go. Uh, a couple of people were asking about the call itself. The call is free. Okay, so um, no, no catch or anything. The call is free. Um, but what we would ask is that. Uh, you, if you're just, again, if you're not serious, you're just kicking tires, don't book a call. Okay. Um, but if you're saying, Hey, I'm serious, I want, I'm ready to, I'm ready to take my speaking business seriously, then please book a call. Cause we would absolutely love to talk to you, but there is, um, uh, there's no cost to book a call there. 
Okay. So a couple, again, logistic questions. Someone asked, how do I get the cash analyzer tool? Uh, we are going to send that to you automatically. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to opt in anything. We will automatically send that to you. You'll get that within the next 24 hours or so. Uh, Eric, are you seeing any questions that we want to make sure we, we get to? Yeah. Tons of questions. Okay. Uh, one of them you can answer, Grant. Somebody said, um, what if I do if I'm unemployed? And I would say, get a job. You want to get cash. Yep. I don't care what it is. Bring in income, but you, it's tough to build a speaking business without cash flow. If you're depending on speaking business and just starting out to, to pay the bills, you're not there yet. So Grant, I know that when you first started out, you actually worked as security, right? And so can you kind of answer that, how you approach that? Yeah. So in my own transition, some of you may be familiar with my story. I was a youth pastor for a long time. Like I mentioned, I went to Bible college, worked as a youth pastor, gave me a lot of opportunities to speak. And when I decided I wanted to pursue as a career, a career as a speaker, I knew that something had to happen in the interim there. Like I still, like I mentioned, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. We're still happily married. Um, we had a new baby at the time. And so I knew like I had to provide for my family. And so I worked a couple different jobs and none of it was like career dream aspirations. I worked as a, um, uh, for a security company doing like residential home security sales. Uh, I worked at a couple different restaurants as a server uh, and I was just kind of like piecing things together. Again, none of it was like, man, this is what I've always wanted to do. Uh, but it was something that was just like buying me time while I was building the business. So yeah, if you're unemployed, the best thing you need to do is get, get a job where you can get paid immediately. Okay. So get that going and then you can start, you, then you can start paying attention to your speaking business. But at this point, like, again, like we've touched on, you need some cash flow. You need some to, to build just kind of a foundation base before you start worrying too much about your speaking business. Yeah. Grant, we're getting a lot of questions from people asking with the current environment is, are people still getting booked and are people still getting gigs? Well, a couple of things I will say is that the, the speaking industry is affected just like every industry and the industries you guys are in right now that you're employed in is affected. But the key is, is that people still are gathering some virtually, some in smaller gatherings. I, I flew out to Washington uh, in June uh, out the out the Seattle area and did a live event out there. And so, yeah, I think people are still gathering. People still have uh, a need to hear messages, uh, whether it's virtual or not. And like I said earlier, I just booked a gig. Literally, I booked it today and they're booking me for September of next year. And they're going to pay me a 50% deposit fee over the next 30 days to lock me in the calendar. So this is a live event and they booked me. And I've got three or four other uh, contracts out right now. I talked to someone today about some virtual stuff I want to do for them. And here's the thing, Grant. Um, I was I was talking to you about this the other day where I wasn't sure where I was financially because I was too busy building my business. I met with my financial guy and I'm actually 54% higher than I was this time last year, Grant, in, wow. in income. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. My profit is up 187%. Why? I'm not flying anywhere. <laughs> I'm doing all kinds of virtual stuff. So I'm not booking a hotel. I'm not uh, eating uh, paying for gas. I'm not I'm eating out. I'm at home building my business that way. So yes, the, the industry is affected. However, we're pivoting and we can get through it. I would say 50% of my gigs right now are virtual, but the other 50% are live and it's going to come back. But the bottom line is that if you want to speak and you've got a message, there's definitely work to be had. And that's one of the things we help you with is figuring that out. Yep. 
There's another good question here from uh, from Haley um, who asked, I'm nervous that if my company finds out I'm creating this business on the side, they will feel that I'm not as committed to their business. Have you come across this? So Eric, I, I, uh, if I remember correctly, you dealt with this a little bit in your own transition of, hey, I'm doing this other thing on the side. And you don't want your, your company to feel like, again, like we touched on earlier, don't be stealing from your company, like have integrity. And so at some point you may need to address that with your boss. So Eric, how did that, that transition work with, with you and your, your previous company? Uh, there was uh, probably towards the end, it got a little harder because my business really started picking up. But right. the main thing is, is I, I did have a conversation with my boss. I didn't hide it from him because remember, you got to understand your reality. I had a good boss. And so I was able to do that. However, there was a high level person in our company that didn't like the fact that I was doing it. So there was conflict there. But the good thing is I didn't report to that person. So there was that issue with that. But the main thing is, is that you have to decide again your reality. So if you're in that situation that your company may judge you because you're doing this, then you're going to have to take that into account. And maybe you're going to be speaking on weekends. And there's events that happen on Saturdays and Sundays. I know you're good buddies with John Acuff. Mm -hmm. He went through that where he would literally fly out on a weekend, right? And he would work on the weekends and then he would come back and then go to work that way. So that might be your situation. The other thing too is using your vacation and things like that. Now, not sick time. Again, you don't want to steal from your company. You want to have integrity. When you walk away, folks, you want to feel good that you did the best you possibly can. And so there is going to be a little bit of a risk that you that you may have someone in your company look at you differently because they now know that you're doing something else. That is a risk. But that's something that you have to take into account as you're building your business and do it in a way, if you do it with integrity and you can feel good about it at the end of it, then you'll be fine, I think. Cool. A couple other little logistical questions. A couple of people to ask about a replay. Yeah. So we will send out a replay to you within the next 24 hours or so. So again, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to opt in anything. Uh, you don't have to click anywhere. We will just automatically send you, um, send you that replay. So just uh, be sure that you keep an eye on your email for that. Another question here from Rebecca who asked, is this a good fit for someone who loves uh, their primary career teacher? Uh, and I just want to speak as a side gig. So this kind of goes back to one of the things that we were touching on is that everyone's speaking goals are different. Eric's speaking goals are different than mine. My speaking goals are different from someone else's. And that's okay. There's no right or wrong way that you say, okay, you have to do this many gigs or you have to do talk on this topic or anything like that. Like it's really very much a choose your own adventure. But like Eric said, when, when we're clear on what your reality is and we're clear on what your goals are, then we can kind of make sure that there is a path and a bridge to get from point A to point B. And so uh, if you say, hey, I really like I really like my job. Let's go back to like Dr. Sue, for example. I mentioned at the very beginning, so Dr. Sue is a, a veterinarian and she's like, I, I want to keep being a veterinarian. I want to keep doing this thing that I really enjoy, uh, but I still want to speak on the side. Can she do that? Absolutely. She's doing that. In fact, she, like I said, she's booking gigs in Maui uh, and still able to, to work her job. So uh, you don't necessarily, not everybody wants to be a full-time speaker and that's fine. But if you're saying, hey, I want to book five gigs a year or 10 gigs a year or 20 gigs a year, but I just don't know how to do that. Then we know how to help you get from where you are to where it is that you want to be to help connect the dots between your reality and what your speaking goals are. Grant, someone asked, how are you speaking in a virtual environment? How are you speaking in Zoom to Zoom audience? And I will tell you that I'm growing and it's evolving. So what you see right now, uh, this is my virtual studio 3.0. As we speak, I'm building my virtual studio 4.0. That's going to allow me to stand up, 
to be more engaged, have multiple camera angles. So as I grow and I evolve, I'm actually getting better with it. But it's not the same. I will tell you, I'm a live speaker. By tr that's what I, I I want to do. So I'm growing and learning as I go. The main thing is is what we're doing now. When you speak to live audiences, you got to have a good content. You got to bring energy, and you just got to engage with them. Grant's really good at. It. He's like, tell me where you're from in the, in the chat room. Let me know what's going on. You know that kind of stuff. So you got to still engage. You still got to bring your A game. Um, you're just going to have to do it staring into camera. We've got 500, uh, 700 so folks on the call. We had 1,000 of people register. I can't see all of you. I know you're out there. It's different. So you have to, it's just a different environment that you grow as a speaker learning as you do it. Uh, good question here from uh, El Elveta. I hope I'm uh, I'm getting that right. If not, forgive me. But uh, so, are you connecting uh, with leads to speaking gigs? Yeah. So inside the Elite program, uh, we actually we learn about you, where you're located geographically, who you want to speak to, what's the problem that you solve. Which again, we help you get clear on all those things. And then uh, we have someone on our team who actually finds leads specifically for you. And not only that, but we 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 show you exactly how to do that. So not only uh, do we want to teach you how to fish. Uh, so to speak, well, we're going to catch the first few fish for you here and, and give you those leads that you uh, that you, you can you can go uh, begin to, to prospect with uh, a good question here from Jacqueline, who asked how to get a speaking reel um, during COVID since we cannot be in front of an audience. Right. Good question. So uh, a couple options here. One is that, um, you know, there are, like Eric mentioned, there's going to be a few events that may be happening. They're not big or anything, but maybe some smaller scale things. I know, Eric, you just did recently a workshop with, you know, 25, 30 people or so. And so there are a few of those things. So one thing that you could do is uh, find some type of local thing that you could speak at for free with the goal being that you, you get some footage. Another option, and this can seem a little weird, but this works really well, is that you could speak to an empty room. Now, if you're going to do this, you want to do this in the type of setting where someone would actually hire you to speak, meaning nobody's hiring you to speak in your kitchen or your living room or your bedroom or anything like that. So that's not going to work. But you want to go to some type of you know auditorium, banquet hall, uh, theater, um, uh, conference room, something like that, in some type of setting where someone would actually hire you to speak. The other thing I would say when it comes to your, your website and video is is you want to remember that you're, you're, you're creating version 1.0. That uh, fast forward to today, Eric and I have had multiple uh, websites and multiple videos, but uh, like each time we create that, we're, we're, we're creating a new video or we're creating a, a better website. And so work with what you've got, do it with excellence and improve as you go. And so that's why we also recognize that, that for so many speakers, getting a website up, getting a, a video together, it can be a little daunting. It can be a little intimidating. I'm not sure what goes on the website or you know how to edit a video. And so that's why within the elite program, we take those things off your plate. We literally make your website for you. You tell us what you're looking for. We create it for you. Same thing with the video. We want to make it dead simple for you and make sure that you are set up for success. So, um, so yeah, there are certainly options uh, about how you could continue to, um, uh, to, to create a demo video, even in a, in a, a COVID world right now. Hey, uh, Grant, someone asked a really good question. Is there a way for you to view my talk before I commit, before I spend any money? Our role advisors are going to talk to you about your situation. So they're going to walk with you. They're going to talk to you. In fact, they qualify you because not everybody's a good fit. And if you're not a good fit, we don't want to waste your time or our time. And so Lance, answer your question. Your role advisor will talk to you specifically and give you some thoughts on whether or not you're a good fit. Someone asked a really good question, Grant. Kevin, actually, I want to say someone. Kevin asked it. So Kevin, I want to give a shout out to you. What are some ways that we can pivot during this pandemic? Number one, Kevin, be flexible. You got to be flexible. You can't go into this with a mentality before COVID. You can't be rigid. You got to be flexible, meaning that 
um, they may ask you to do a couple things. They may say, can you do it live? Can you pre-record it? Um, I just had someone I coached the other day said, I was willing to do it pre-recorded, but they said they want to do it live. I'm like, then do it live. Do whatever they want you to do. You're going to have to be flexible because if you're not going to do it, they're going to find someone else. So number one is be flexible. Number two, add value that's relevant. Okay. So stay within your brand. Don't go outside of your brand. So my brand is, is human dynamics and leadership. I'm, I'm talking about how we can connect on a human level but do it with a mask on. I do body language, do it with a mask on. So I'm talking about that. How, how do you get through a crisis when the crisis is never ending? Grant, is this thing ever gonna end? I have no idea. And so we're used to like a 9-11. It happened, it's over, we recover. This is happening, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. There's no end. And so I'm, t I'm doing talks on that. So you wanna add value that's relevant. The next is be consistent. Whatever you do, Kevin, just be consistent. So be consistent and following up. Even if it's like, well, I'm not sure if we're gonna do this next year, great. When's a good time to follow up with you to talk about next year and I will do that. Just be consistent. And then finally, be creative. I can't tell you how many times I've pivoted on the fly talking to someone on the phone. They, t they say, well, I'm not sure if we can do this workshop. Great. How about we do it virtually? And I, I did this on the fly the other day, Grant. I said, I'll break my workshop up in six different virtual events and let's do that. And I literally created the abstract right off the call, sent it to them, put a number to it. And guess what they did? They hired me because I was just being creative. So be flexible, add value that's relevant, be consistent and be creative. That's how you pivot during the pandemic. Good. Very good. All right. Dennis asks, uh, what's a realistic asking price for your first paid gigs for someone just starting out? Uh, so a couple thoughts here. One is to realize like everybody starts from zero. There was a time where Eric and I had none gigs and then we had one gig. Okay. Everybody starts from zero. So that's okay. So, um, so what's a realistic price? Well, um, the long or the, the short answer is it depends, which uh, is not a great answer. So we actually put together a totally free speaking fee calculator. So if you haven't already checked this out, you can go to myspeakerfee.com, myspeakerfee.com. Like I said, it's totally free. What's fun about it is we've actually updated the speaking fee calculator to incorporate a virtual gig. So how do you price virtual versus in person? So we factor that into this updated calculator. So again, go to myspeakerfee.com. You're gonna answer a couple different questions there and it'll tell you, it'll spit out a number at the bottom of what you should be charging as a speaker. So like I said, totally free. Uh, just go to myspeakerfee.com and that will, that will definitely help you out. Uh, Melody uh, and uh, Lathari, Lathari, I'm probably butchering that. So again, please forgive me. Um, Melody asks, uh, what if I haven't started speaking yet and I'm just trying to get started? Lathari asks, uh, how do you develop uh, what you speak about? Uh, and so again, like we just touched on, everyone starts from zero. So if you're thinking, well, I shouldn't book a call because I, I don't know who I would speak to and I'm not sure what I would speak about, that that's okay. In fact, that's where you really need a coach. You really need guidance to help you get clarity on that and help you get pointed in the right direction. Otherwise, you're kind of like Reema. Remember when I was talking about her earlier and what she said? She said, I felt like I was an arrow just shooting into the dark. I'm just like, I'm like blindly just wandering around aimlessly trying to get somewhere and not making any progress. Like if you want to get results, then you need to work with people who have been where you're trying to go. Uh, and so that's where, again, you, you, you need, if you're serious, again, only if you're serious, but you need to book that call by going to the, the speakerlab.com slash call. Uh, and we would love to work with you. We'd love to help you get some, some clarity uh, on that. Yeah. One thing I would say, Grant, is don't overthink it. You know, you don't have to have all the answers. In fact, I would tell you, even Grant and I today, we don't know 
what life looks like uh, a year from now. We know what life looks like right in front of us, like driving down a dark road in your car, you know the direction you're going, but you can't see a mile down the road. You can see 20 feet ahead of you. And so you don't have to have all the answers. You don't know exactly what you're going to speak on yet. You don't know, have to know what you're going to be doing as a speaker full time six months from now. All you need to know is what's the next step. Mm -hmm. And if you can clarify what the next step is, then take that next step. And that's, guess what happens? Then you gain more clarity. Then you take another step. You gain more clarity. I can't tell you how clear I am now on my speaking business than I was this time last year. This time last year, I was in a totally different mindset than I am right now. But you just got to take the next step. So don't worry about, oh, I don't have this all figured out yet. Don't worry about it. We'll help you figure out the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And before you know it, you got a business going and momentum and you're on your way. Uh, Alvita says, uh, I'm a teacher with a PhD experienced teacher and have a lot to share. Do I sound like a good candidate? Hey, here, here's, what's great is we have people who come to us who have eloquent, amazing resumes, very, very polished. Look at my life experience. And we have, and, and we have speakers who are like, they, they don't, uh, on paper, it doesn't seem like they bring a lot to the table. I kind of feel like that myself personally. Like when I got started as a speaker, I, um, I've shared this before. There's a friend of mine who is a, a speaker. We got started around the same time. And I always looked up to him. I admired him. Um, he had a crazy story. He had cancer as a child, ended up having a leg amputated and went on to become a one legged skier, a downhill snow skier in the Paralympics. And so I'm looking at this and I'm just like, the dude had a leg amputated. He had cancer. He's in the Olympics. Like he's checking all the boxes. Like I'm a white male from the Midwest who's had a pretty normal average life. Like I've never broken a bone. I haven't, I, I did just like a pretty simple life. So I'm just like, I can't compete with that. But the reality is, is we see speakers at all different levels with all different backgrounds who are successful speakers. And so, uh, Alvita, uh, are you, do you sound like you'd be a good candidate? Absolutely. And someone without all those boxes checked, do they sound like they'd be a good candidate? Absolutely. So don't feel like you have to have some certain type of qualification. The qualification is, are you committed? Are you serious? Are you ready to do the work? If you're ready to do the work, then absolutely, this is a, you're a great candidate. But if that, if that's not you, doesn't matter what your, what your credentials are. If you're just like, yeah, you know, I'm not that serious about it. Then this is not for you, regardless of what your resume says. Great answer, Grant. You are fantastic. Hey, Gary asked a question. Um, how do you determine what your topics to speak on? The way I determine, Gary, is where three things have to come together. Number one, what are you passionate about? Because if you're passionate about it, then that'll come through the energy levels and as you deliver. If it's boring to you, you're not passionate about it, it's going to come out that way. So number one, what are you passionate about? Number one. Number two, what do you have credibility and what's your background? So you have a passion and you have credibility. And if you can get those two to come together, that's good for you. And then finally, what are people willing to pay you for? Because if you have passion and you have credibility, but nobody wants to pay you for it, you just got a hobby, right? So all three of those have to come together. And so what we do is we help you cross those with your passion, your credibility, and then help you find people that are going to pay you for that. That's how you decide what topics you uh, want to speak on. Um, let's see here. Um, most, most seal uh, again, if I'm probably butchering that I'm, I'm striking out on names tonight. So I, I apologize, uh, but ask uh, with a nine to five job. Can I book exclusively on weekends? You know, here, here's what's great about uh, being a speaker is again, you get to define the rules of what makes sense for you. So I know um, there's a speaker friend of mine who says uh, they don't want to, they don't want to speak on the weekends. Like they have kids in school, so they don't mind doing a few gigs during the week, but they're like, I, 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 I have to be home by Friday night and I'm not speaking typically not speaking on something on Monday that requires 
requires me to fly out Sunday. Like I want to be home with my kids. I want to be home with my family. There's a speaker I know who says, um, I, I have family responsibilities and I can't travel that far. So I can only do things within a couple of hours radius. Um, and that's fine. Like you get to decide that. And also recognize the counterpoint to that is it may limit your opportunities, right? Uh, so if you're only speaking on two out of seven days a week and you have to, again, kind of factor in travel there, or if you said, I only want to speak within you know, a certain geographical region, can you do that? Absolutely. Does it limit your options? Yes. But again, you get to decide the rules. So that's why we talked about earlier, you have to be clear on your reality and clear on your speaking goals. And then you have to make sure it's realistic to get from point A to point B. Now you may be going, but I don't know if it's realistic to get point A to point B, but that's where we can help you. We can help you get clear, uh, again, on your reality and where it is that you want to be. So, uh, Grant, Jim asked, uh, professional speakers he knows are speaking virtually right now mm -hmm. and some have completed a certification on e-speaking. What are your insights to the impact of COVID and booking virtual gigs? What I will tell you are there are just event planners. Um, I don't know any virtual event planners. I just know event planners. And what I mean by that, Grant, is that there are event planners that have uh, an audience and they have a need to fill and they're going to fill that with speakers. OK, and right now, a lot of them are doing it virtually. And so if you can speak virtually, you have credibility to speak virtually, you're willing to speak virtually. There's a lot of opportunity out there. And so whatever you can do to get yourself to position yourself so you can have options, because if you're willing to speak virtually, if you're willing to speak live, like I have some friends, Grant, that are not willing to speak live. They will not get on a plane and they will not speak. Guess what? I will. So that opens up opportunity for me. So I can do that. I also have some friends that aren't willing to speak virtually. Guess what? I will. And so I have those opportunities. And so, Jim, I would tell you that if you can uh, gain some credibility and, and if you want to take some courses, we actually have courses on it, too, in, uh, in Virtual Speaking Pro, uh, which we teach you on how to do that. Then you can definitely go down that route to make your to put yourself in a better situation so you can speak virtually. So I am a professional speaker. I will tell you that going into COVID, I would say probably about 20% of my business was virtually and that right now. It's about 50% of my business. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Like I was telling you, I don't have it all figured out. I don't know what it's going to be this time next year. I may be doing 90% virtual. I don't know. But I will tell you this, though. I still have a message I will be delivering to audiences. I'll just do it in a platform that's most appropriate for the industry at the time and the state of the industry that we're in. Uh, Nicole asked, uh, this question, did you just focus on one topic initially? I have two topics that aren't related PR and the spiritual biblical. So uh, a couple thoughts. One would be that when we, um, when, when we work with speakers, we always recommend, and you may have heard us give this analogy that you want to be the steakhouse and not the buffet, the steakhouse, and not the buffet. And what we mean by that is let's imagine we were all looking for a good steak dinner, right? We have a choice. We could go to a buffet where steak is one of a hundred different things that they offer and they're all mediocre or you could go to a steakhouse where they do one thing, but they do that one thing really, really, really well. So they're not trying to do lasagna. They're not trying to do tacos. They're not trying to do cupcakes. They're not trying to do a pizza. They, they do steak and that is it. And so by doing that, it, it makes it easier to attract the right type of clients and repel the wrong type of clients, right? And so it's counterintuitive because we think the more things we can speak about or the more audiences we can speak to, my message is for humans and I speak on everything. We think that the broader that, that we can make that, the more applicable it is for people versus is like people don't want a generalist who can speak on anything. They want like, no, no, that you are the best at this. So let's think of it this way. 
let's imagine, God forbid, you needed to have brain surgery. All right. You have a choice. Like you could go to uh, your your local family medical doctor. They are a, a doctor. They went to medical school. They probably have done some surgeries before. They probably know more about the brain uh, than, than we do, but they've never done brain surgery. So you go to that doctor and they're like, sure, I could figure it out. Or you could go to the brain surgeon where like day in and day out, this is all that they do. So if you've got, you know, a broken arm, you don't go to them. If you've got a bad cough, you don't go to them. If you got the Rona, you don't go to them. But if you got a brain, brain issue, like that's the doctor that you want to go to because they specialize in that thing. So the other thing that I would say, uh, Nicole, would be anytime, and this is for anybody, is when you're, you're saying, hey, I want to speak on a couple different things or there's a few different interests. I would think about, sometimes this is possible, sometimes it's not, is there an overlap between the two? Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know, you want to speak on PR, but then also spiritual biblical. So are there opportunities? I don't know. I'm just brainstorming here, but are there opportunities uh, to speak um, uh, in the faith-based world or to nonprofits or to churches, um, uh, not necessarily to uh, maybe the congregation about PR, but uh, are there ways to help churches with PR? You know, maybe there's a church that's having some type of PR crisis, you know, and that's some opportunity that you have to help with them. So whatever the, the different topics are, is there any type of overlap between them that you may be able, that you may be able to, to find kind of what that intersection is there? Uh, Grant can ask, uh, job and family demands zaps most of my time and energy. Welcome to the club, Ken. <laughs> but I really want to speak. How do I start? Here's what I would say. Kent, you have to get clearer on that. So what I would say is instead of saying most of my time and energy, tell me exactly how much time does it require for you to do your job and to support your family? Outline that and then ask yourself what is left. The other thing I think is important, and actually this energy thing is a good, a good question, because I don't, I only have a certain amount of energy. In fact, this is my low energy point. Can you, can you see it, Grant? I'm just, I'm barely making it, man. I, I'm, I'm getting the point in my life where, like you're talking about, Grant. We have, or we have uh, dinner like at 4 p.m. Right, and we're ready to go to bed by eight. So I know that my energy levels are highest between 5 a.m. and 11 a.m. If I'm going to really have an impact, it's going to be during those times. So what I would do, Ken, is identify where is your energy the highest, and is there any time you can carve out during that time to work on your business, even if it's just 30 minutes. The other thing that you need to clarify is you said, I really want to speak. What do you mean by that? When you say you really want to speak, clarify it. How often do you want to speak? Um, how much money do you want to make? And when do you want to do it? Uh, and how fast do you want to do it? So clarify how much time and energy is your family and your job take? What is left? Where can you plug it in and your highest energy peaks? And then clarify what does it mean you really want to speak? And then start look at the gaps. And if you if you end up working with us, then what we'll do is we'll help you uh, come up with an action plan that's going to bring those two things together. All right, we got about uh, six more minutes until uh, the bottom of the hour here, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap up calling today. Um, there's a question here from Jasmine who asks, um, "I can price my in-person speaking gigs appropriately, but not sure how to virtually. Is it easier to charge by the hour for a virtual speech?" So, Eric, how are you kind of thinking about right now? Kind of the mix of the in-person stuff and the mix of the virtual stuff you're doing. How are you pricing virtual right now? Yeah, virtual is right now. I would tell you, virtual is discounted. Not because I think it's virtual. I think it's the 
global pandemic, actually. I think everything is discounted right now. And the reason for that is everybody, everybody you're working with is trying to figure out budgets. Everything's in flux. And so what I've done is I approach every situation with flexibility. And so I never charge by the hour, by the way, Jasmine, I always charge by the event. In fact, I just had this conversation today with someone. They said, uh, how much would you charge? And I said, well, it's going to be based on the event and you have me for however you need me for Right. So like, for instance, I have a group that's had me come in and they want me to speak. They want me to do a two hour keynote. Then they want me to sit on a panel for two hours. And I just charged them one fee for it. It didn't matter that it was four hours for me. And so what I did, what I do is I asked them, Jasmine, I asked them, tell me what your budget's like. I'll give you an example. We have an event planner. They went virtual. They cut their prices by 25%, what they're charging uh, the people that are coming to the event. And they cut the prices that they're going to the, they're gonna pay their speakers by 50%. And so it's good for you to know that. And so then you have to ask yourself, are you willing to do that? Another good example is I have an event that I usually do live. And they contacted me and said, Eric, we have no money for this. We just can't pay anybody right now. Um, can you help us out? And I said, listen, I'll do, I can do a breakout session for you for an hour. You've been good to me in the past. I'm not going to charge you anything, but they're going to hire me multiple times over after the fact. So it's all over the board. And so think what you charge normally. And then it's probably going to be a little less than that. And it's going to have to fit in within the budget of the industry you're working with. Like for instance, if you're working in the industry that's restaurant related, probably there's not going to be as much money as there was before COVID, right? However, if you work in industry that maybe they've been bolstered because of, of COVID, you might have some more opportunity there. I know some speakers that are charging top dollar for some of the industries they're working in and others, including myself, that are discounting it because my industry that I'm working in is currently being hurt by COVID. So you have to take that into account. Um, anything to add on that, Grant? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a bit of the wild, wild west right now. Where while organizations and groups are still trying to, uh, you know, figure out what the new normal looks like. Right. Here's what's important to note: is again, I'm kind of scrolling through some more. We still have a bunch of questions here. And the truth of the matter is like, we know that so many people have uh, questions and concerns and doubts and worries and fears and anxieties about all that's going on in the world. What's amazing though, is in spite of all that is happening in the world right now, that our speakers uh, and so many other speakers are still getting booked and paid to speak. One of the things that we've really noticed and really hammered on is that as a speaker, we are in the problem solving business, right? And organizations and groups hire speakers to come in and help solve their problem. And just because live events may not be happening or happening on a limited scale or have shifted to more virtual, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden those problems no longer magically exist. They still exist. And so we still have opportunities as speakers to help solve those problems. So even in the midst of all of this, this crazy world that we're in right now, uh, there are still speakers that are continuing to get booked and paid to speak. What's great is I mentioned uh, my own personal story. I got started speaking back in 2006. And some of you may recall uh, 2007, 2008, there was the uh, kind of the, the financial crisis and, and we had a bit of a, uh, of a recession then. Um, and I remember thinking like, okay, if I can get through this while so many speakers are giving up and throwing in the towel, if I can get through this, I can make it in any condition, right? Because I think we're all like, knock on wood, we feel like, well, hopefully it's not going to get much worse than this. And so if I can make business work as a speaker in this 
environment and in this context and in this climate, then man, when we're on the uphill slope, thing, things are great. But speakers are, again, despite all that's going on in the world, all the unknowns and the uncertainty, speakers are continuing to get booked and paid to speak. And there's no reason why, again, if you're serious, that you shouldn't be getting booked and paid to speak either. Yeah. One, one mistake that we want to avoid as speakers, I've heard some speakers say this, like, well, my my uh, talk is still value, whether it's live or virtual. No, it's not. It's not the same. I'll tell you that right now. I've heard other speakers say this as well, high-end speakers. It's not the same delivering your talk on stage than it is on virtually. It's just a different experience. And depending on who you're interacting with, they're going to determine what your value is based on their perception of it. And even though you may put a lot of time and a lot of work into it, the event planners don't care. The market doesn't care. The market's going to pay you what the market can bear. And so you always have to listen to the market. And that's when I told, I think it was Kevin earlier, you got to be flexible and you can't be rigid on it. And so the main thing is, is that you got to test the market. And the best way I've done it, I just ask them, what's your budget? And they usually tell me, and then I'll just go within that. Uh, one other thing we'd remind you that we touched on earlier is to go to myspeakerfee.com. Again, myspeakerfee.com. I'll, uh, I'll drop it here in the, uh, in the chat there, myspeakerfee.com. Go there. Again, it's a totally free tool. Answer a couple of questions and it'll tell you what you should be charging. So whether you're a brand new speaker, you're speaking in this industry, you're doing virtual, you're doing in person, uh, all the different variables and factors. We factor those things in there to get you one number. So again, go to myspeakerfee.com. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up with that. Um, first of all, has this been helpful? Have you learned something? Has this, has this been beneficial for you? Uh, Eric and I have a couple other ideas of some additional trainings that we want to be doing. Again, some just free trainings like this that we want to be doing over the coming weeks and months. And so uh, if this is helpful, let us know. Let us know what are the challenges, that, the things that you're running into. And again, like we said, if you are serious about finding and booking gigs, regardless of what's going on in the world, then you need to schedule that call. We've already had so many people schedule those calls. And so if you've been waiting, it might take a couple of days for us to be able to chat with you. But again, go to thespeakerlab.com slash call, thespeakerlab.com slash call, regardless of your resume, regardless of your credentials, regardless of how much clarity you do or don't have on your speaking business, regardless of how much speaking you've done, regardless if you're still trying to figure out your speaking goals. If you're just going, no, listen, I am all in on being a speaker. I'm all in on that doing a bunch or doing a little wherever you are, if you're serious about doing the work and investing in yourself, then we know that we can help you get from where you are, what your current reality is to where it is that you want to be. So again, go schedule your call over at thespeakerlab.com slash call. Again, thank you guys so much for being here. We appreciate it. And uh, we hope you have a great rest of the day. Eric, any final words from you? No, I would tell you guys that the best investment I made was when I started working with you, Grant. And if I could go back and talk to myself then, I would tell myself, just lean into it and go faster because I'm telling you folks on the other end of it, the lifestyle I'm living now is fantastic. And we want as many of you to join us as possible because there is a lot of room for speakers out there. So if you've got a message and you've got a desire, we've got the will to help you. So come join the team. We'd look forward to working with you. All right. Thanks everyone again for being here. We appreciate it again. Hope you have a great day. Schedule your call. If you haven't already schedule the call, if you're just like, ah, let me, let me, you know, ponder it or whatever, then at least take down that link, the speakerlab.com slash call schedule it. Like we said, we're going to be sending out a replay. So uh, you can, if you're just like, like I said, uh, Eric and I, we talk fast, we go through slides fast. We know that if you're like, wait, what did he say? Can we go back? You just need to digest it. Totally get that. Keep an eye on your email. We'll also be sending out that cash flow analyzer tool. So uh, watch for that. All right. Again, thanks for being here. Hope you guys have a great rest of the day. And uh, don't forget, you're awesome. 
All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps, it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.